0: Welcome to The Burnout Show, a weekly conversation with special guests who generously share their burnout stories with us. We also chat with health and wellness experts on how to best navigate burnout when you're in the thick of it, as well as how to avoid it returning. And now, here's your host, Jess Jones. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Burnout Show. Today's special guest is Jules Galloway. Jules, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Can't wait to get stuck in. Me too. So we've been trying to have this interview for a few weeks now, so I'm thrilled to actually have the chance to be able to speak to you properly. I've heard amazing things about what you do, but for the audience today, could you tell us a little bit about what you do and why you started?
1: Okay, so I'm a naturopath. I've been a naturopath for 15 years and I I practice a style of naturopathy that's best described as functional medicine. I work with women who, well, I mean, I do get the occasional man, let's face it, because they send me their husbands, but <laughs> I work with women who are usually sort of aged late 30s, early to mid 40s who are experiencing fatigue, many of which have had burnout and who have also started to find that their body is letting them down in a few different ways. So they might be starting to get a few niggly health issues. They might be starting to brew a chronic illness or an autoimmune disease or their thyroid might be starting to play up on them or their female hormones might be starting to play up on them. So I'm a bit of a detective in a way that I sit down with clients. I I tend to attract uh, quite complex cases and often they're women who've been it used to be a bit daunting. It's not anymore, but I often attract women who've been to three or four different health practitioners before they, they come to me mm. and they're not getting the answers that they seek. They've been told, oh, look, you're just a tired mum or you're just going through a bit of stress or, yeah, there's always the word just being used in there. Oh, you you just need to push through or it's just your thyroid's just a little bit under, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I help them find a better way. I help them find their way back to health through seeing, I see people one-on-one. I have a podcast to help educate people. I have a blog. I, oh, goodness. I have online programs. I have an ebook called Heal Your Adrenals. Yeah, so basically that's, I'm, that's my life. I'm dedicated to helping women who are tired, fatigued, and are looking for answers. Mm, so you're busy. Yeah, I actually, I really, I'm trying not to use that term because Mm. I know that we glorify that term so, so much at the moment. And I'm really trying to move away from using the word busy, but
0: yeah, I kind of am. Yeah. So are you a naturally motivated person or did something happen to you in your life to sort of spark you into action?
1: The running joke is that I think I'm a type A person living in a type B body. Right. (laughs) How's that working out for you? Yeah. <laughs> How's that working out for anyone? Yeah. Yeah, it's challenging because I've got big dreams and big plans and big motivation and and a real inability to push my body through to, to all those things that need to happen. And, look, I don't think I'm alone in that and I, I think a lot of Type A women – push themselves into the type B body sometimes as well like we start out feeling really resilient and strong and then things start to fail us along the way because perhaps our our biochemistry as females just isn't really set up for this mm. so yeah look I've I've been through burnout I live in Byron Bay now, but I wasn't born here. I was born in Melbourne. I've worked in corporate. I've pushed myself to the nth degree. I've worked 50-something hour weeks. Uh, I've done lots of travel for work. I've lived on takeaway. I've eaten sushi for lunch every day, thinking that that was a healthy option. I've done all those things, and then I've gained weight and pushed myself at the gym and done you know, extra hours of cardio every week to try and get the weight off, and then I wondered why I was actually gaining more weight and then my hormones started to go out of balance. I have a history of having endometriosis. All the things. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> it's a lot to carry and manage through life. I think that uh, I really I help women who remind me of me five yeah. to ten years ago.
0: Yeah, that makes yeah.
1: complete sense too. So many of my patients, my clients will present with certain symptoms or certain lifestyle choices and it's like a little mirror being held up and it's like, oh, goodness, you remind me of me or yeah. the things you're telling me about your your lifestyle choices. That's what I was doing and that's yeah. good because I know how I got out of there and that's I know how, how I can use that experience to help other people as well. But, yeah, like even in my 20s before I was really motivated in terms of career, I use that type A personality to party really hard instead. And so I really set myself up for a fall over the years. And now I am still motivated and I do still work hard. And yeah, sometimes I am a little bit busier than I probably would like to be but also I now know how to balance it out with the right self-care and the right herbs and the right supplements and a diet that works for me Mm -hmm. and knowing when to pull back rather than pushing
0: myself over the edge. Yeah and they all sound like very familiar things to me as well being (laughs) Taipei. and they say that we teach the things that we need to learn the most and that's how I ended up doing the burnout club too. So I completely understand. So after all of the lessons you've learned, how do you now manage your time effectively? Do you have tools and resources and techniques that you use or it's just that you know how to do this better?
1: I... Make sure that I tailor my diet and my supplements and my herbs to help me to focus better when mm. I am at work so that I can leave it behind at an earlier hour at the end of the day. Although, my husband, if he's listening to this, he'll be like, This is not what you want to do. <laughs> <Yes. clears throat> Uh, really, really, you're telling people this, but yeah, like I, I used to work well into the night, especially when I was setting up my business because I've got a predominantly I work online, even though I do have a bricks and mortar business. So I've also got a dispensary and clinic in Byron Bay called Parks Avenue Dispensary. That's my other, one of my other babies. And before all of that existed, I was 100% online. But what that meant is I would work deep into the night. Like I would have the laptop on my knee on the couch at 9pm with the Netflix on in the background and then saying to my husband, oh, who's that guy? What just happened? He's like, shut the laptop. You'll actually be able to follow the show. And I was really addicted to just doing that one more task before I finish off. One more task, one more thing. I'll just get that done. Because if I've got that task hanging over my head, I really can't sleep anyway. So I might as well just get it done. And one leads to another, leads to another. And then one day I realized that there'll always be more on the to-do list. There'll always be more tasks. There'll always be more unfinished things. And so I started to pull back And, um, I'm very lucky in many ways that that people show, I've got this uncanny thing where people show up in my life when I need them. Like they just, I honestly, like I know I live in Byron Bay and I should use the term blessed, but you know, (laughs) I don't really want to use that term, but, um, it's so overused, but I, it's kind of, that's the situation. And there's people turn up and show me things when I need to learn them the most and, It just so happens that my closest friend is a life coach. Her name's Hayley Carr and she was living up in Byron Bay at a time that I was being a complete workaholic and her whole business is centered around doing less and slowing down in order to actually achieve more ding, 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 ding. Hello. Yep. Hello. Thanks for showing up in my life. <laughs> and she taught me how to bookend my days. So she taught me that you need to start your day with something enjoyable or something that involves self-care or something that's just for you. And then you end the day with the same sort of things. So And it doesn't matter what it is. You can start the day with meditation or gym or journaling or a nice cup of tea out on your north-facing balcony or whatever it is for you. You just start the day there and that sets you up for the morning. And then the most important part for me was the, the other bookend, the bookend at the end of the day where after you do that bookend, you don't go back to work. Yeah, I know.
0: Yes,
1: that's the hard one. Really the hard one. (laughs) Although the, the beginning of the day bookend is interesting for some people as well, because what's the first thing you do when you roll out of bed? You might check not have in, right? <laughs> yeah. And the emails are just blinking at you going, oh, 17 unread emails mm. or 27 unread emails. I'll just check a few. I'll just yes. check the news. I'll just check Facebook. I'll just check how many eBooks I've sold overnight or yeah, like there's always something you can do even from bed if you really wanted to. So you bookend the start of the day. So no phone checking, no nothing. Get up, do the bookend. But then the end of the day was my bookend challenge because I there was always more to do, right? So she taught me that the end of the day bookend is non-negotiable. It can be like we, I've got several end of day bookends. So I've got the gym. So you'll often find me doing like a 4.30 p.m. or a 5.00 p.m., 5.30 p.m. class at the gym so that after that gym class, I come back, I cook dinner, and that's that. No more work. So the work has to be done. Fifteen minutes before the gym class, because that I've got the clothes laid out. I've got, I seriously, I have like the active wear laid out, the runners, the socks, the everything on the bed, ready to go. Fifteen minutes before the class, so the work has to be done by then, yeah. and I don't go back to it. But if it's not the gym, it might be a swim or a walk, or it might even be a glass of wine with a friend. Like mm-hmm. I used when Haley lived in in the Northern Rivers environment, we would even go for a glass of wine together as our end of day bookend. So it doesn't have to be like the most perfectly healthy bookend. Sure. It just has to be healthy for you and your mental health. Yeah, And yeah, I learned that you can create these beautiful beginnings and endings to your day that closes off the day. It resets you for the next day. It allows your stress hormones to go back down and it gives you a hard finish so that you don't go back to work. Now, I know this isn't going to work for some mums because you have to wait till the kids are in bed so that you can do your two hours of power come 7.30, 8 p.m., right? Yeah. That's the thing sure if, is. yeah <laughs> so this is what works for me sometimes we have to figure out what works for other people that's going to fit in with their schedule mm-hmm. that maybe in in those cases maybe your start of day bookend has to be the most powerful one or maybe you have to have a mini bookend that happens at 10 p.m. that's your hard finish so there's ways around this there's definitely ways of creatively incorporating this into your life no matter what your situation but that was that was the biggest game changer for me that was more powerful than any herb any supplement any special diet anything
0: Amazing. I think I might have to get in touch with Hayley myself. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds awesome. So how do you manage overwhelm now when you start to feel it sort of creeping in? What do you do? What's the first thing you do? This is going to sound really weird.
1: I actually check my zinc. So for me... Just to make things even more fun I have actually a condition called pyrol disorder and what it means is you create more of a substance called pyroles which is there's something that actually you need to make they make up part of your red blood cells they they're part of their normal thing to make in the body but some people for some reason make too many
0: mm.
1: and it just so happens that I have this thing where I make too many of these things called pyroles when I'm either stressed or busy, or if my gut's not healthy, or if I'm eating the wrong foods, or if I'm doing too much. So that can happen. (laughs) And when you're making lots of these substances called pyrroles, what happens is they need to be carried out of the body and they do get carried out of the body very effectively by your zinc and your B6. So When the pyrrole levels go up in my body, my zinc and B6 go down. Now, the reason that this is really important for me is because one of the biggest symptoms of zinc deficiency is overwhelm. Mm. Who knew, right? I only found this out about five years ago when when I put all the pieces together and got tested. But when I'm low in zinc and when a lot of people with pyrrole disorder are low in zinc, they tend to get more stressed more overwhelmed, more anxious, more depressed, more moody, more angry, uh, more volatile. And they tend to start to have trouble sleeping or relaxing or winding down. Mm -hmm. And I can feel myself, if I'm not taking my zinc regularly, I can feel myself starting to rev. Like it's just like it's like someone spinning their wheels inside my head faster and faster and faster. And then I feel like I'm trying to do 10 things at once, but not doing any of them terribly effectively. And I've, I've learned that the only thing that has ever cured overwhelm is to find one thing and to do one thing and knock that one thing over and then find the next thing and to do that thing rather than trying to do all the things Everything. at once. Mm. So yeah, I, I that is when, when I do get overwhelmed, I do tend to lean back on herbs and supplements. So obviously for me at zinc, it's going to be different for other people also magnesium is a huge one for me because that helps to calm down the nervous system and it soothes the jangled nerves. Yep. B vitamins often to help build resilience to push through that overwhelm to get to the other side. And again, for me, because of this pyrol thing, B6 is a huge one. But also I will then start to lean on herbs if I get super, super overwhelmed. But I, And don't forget, I have a dispensary with hundreds of herbs <laughs> in it. So I'm literally, it's like a cross between a kid in a candy shop and a scene from Harry Potter potions <laughs> class right so I I am in the ideal scenario where I can go to my dispensary and get high off my own supply mm. and it's wonderful Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, like I if I'm struggling I will lean towards the ginsengs that with Nainia, which a lot of people would know as ashwagandha I have like you know, an an endless supply of Siberian and Korean ginseng and all of those things. But also, rather than just reaching for herbs that help me to push through and push harder and achieve more and have more energy and more gusto, because that's what a lot of those herbs tend to do. I I always check in with myself and go, is that what I really need right now? Do I need to push harder? Do I need a herb that helps Mm -hmm. me to push harder? Or actually, am I revving my wheels? Am I spinning my wheels because my cortisol is too high? And will that actually help to bring it down? Okay, let's take a step back. Let's pan out, have a look at what's really going on, what's really causing the overwhelm. Am I starting to feel like I'm revving? Okay, yes. Well, let's do something really counterintuitive and take some herbs that calm that down. And at first you're like, I don't need to relax. I just need to push harder. I just need to do more. (laughs) What are you going to give me something to relax? I don't need to sleep. I don't need to stop. Guess what? You do. Mm. So sometimes I actually do the opposite and rather than taking the, the herbs that pump you up, I take the herbs that actually calm me down. And what do you know? When you actually stop spinning those wheels in your head, you can get back to that to-do list and not get overwhelmed by it. Fancy that. that revelation. Yeah. So beware all of those ads and, and posts and forums and things where people are just telling you which herb is going to help you to push harder, like which medicinal mushroom is going to be the thing that that helps you perform better mm. because is that what you really Need And I would challenge anyone out there who feels overwhelmed. Do you need something that helps you push harder or do you need to stop and do the most counterintuitive thing a type A-driven woman can do and actually pull back?
0: Mm. It'd be a hard question to ask of people too, yeah, especially with that daunting to-do list that does feel like it's never-ending. Yep. But how
1: is that working out for you? How is pushing harder working out for you? How mm-hmm. like is that is that really conducive to health? Like how how's your body doing? Are you getting any warning signs? Are you getting tension headaches, migraines, joint pain, weight gain? Are you you know, w- what is really going on with your hormones? Are you starting to exhibit symptoms of thyroid dysfunction? Like do we need to check in and just see if the body sent you any warning signs?
0: That you've been ignoring.
1: (laughs) And, you know, if you're still in denial, because, you know, I've been there. Yeah. If you're still thinking that everything's fine, let's go and spend $120, $130 on a cortisol awakening response test, Mm. which will actually show us with science on paper whether or not you're getting away with it because we can test your cortisol levels. And I've actually, I've done it and there was an Instagram post I did a few months ago where I even posted before and after cortisol tests for, they were about 12 months apart from when I was pushing too hard and starting Mm -hmm. new business. And when I did pull back and start taking many doses of my own medicine, and I don't just mean the herbal stuff, I mean the (laughs) lifestyle advice and looking after myself more. And you can literally see it on the paper that the cortisol has changed. So I don't believe doing blood testing for cortisol, by the way, if you've had a blood test with your GP and they've gone, your cortisol's fine. I don't believe that's the best indicator because it only tests one point throughout the day. And that is the moment you had your blood drawn. And with the cortisol awakening response that I do as a naturopath, and a lot of naturopaths do this test and a lot of functional medicine practitioners and integrative GPs do this as well, that it's a saliva test and it actually tests six different points throughout the day. So the moment you wake up, that's the first saliva sample. And then there's waking plus 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Then there's waking plus 60 minutes. So you're doing three tests in one hour yeah and you should see a little spike you should actually see the the cortisol come out of the blocks at a normal level then go up a little bit and then go back down like a little like a little pyramid and then there's a 12pm a 3pm and a 9pm test just so that we can see what it's doing later in the day i've seen normal cortisol at the beginning of the day and then elevated cortisol at night i've seen elevated in the morning and low at night i've seen all different types so I've seen sometimes the cortisol's normal, but that response, that little triangle that's meant to happen in that first hour isn't happening. It's flat. And when it's flat, that leaves you at greater risk of autoimmune diseases, which includes Hashimoto's, by the way, because that's autoimmune thyroid, which is mm-hmm. one of the things I see the most in my practice when people have been pushing, 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 mm-hmm. burning the candle at both ends for way too long. So we can tell a lot from looking at cortisol testing quite often we'll see people either spike at 9 p.m., which is the I fell asleep on the couch at 8.30 and then I opened my eyes at 9 and then I couldn't sleep and then I watched three more episodes of The Crown on Netflix because I didn't really feel like I was ready to go to bed. Sound familiar? So that's your 9 p.m. cortisol spike. That's not normal. Or the cortisol that bottoms out at 3 p.m. and then bottoms out at 9 p.m. and you can see them actually you could see that the, the start of the day is fine, but the end of the day is just a big old mess from about 3 p.m. onwards. They've just got nothing left in the tank, mm. and that's when people reach for things like sugar and caffeine and wine. So, yeah, that's one of the things I would say is if you think you're getting away with burning the candle at both ends, that's great. I believe you. Let's do a cortisol test and let the science tell us whether we're right or
0: whether it needs mm. to be addressed a little bit. Fantastic. I'd be a bit scared myself to do one of those tests. Uh,
1: (laughs) No, Uh, that's the problem. That's the problem. No,
0: Get it done. You want to do one? Let's do one. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Oh gosh. All right. So finally, what's one piece of advice you'd share with someone listening today who's going through burnout themselves? Oh goodness. Do you know what? I think it's the
1: part where and this is the hardest part, it's please be honest with yourself and where you're at. Are you really getting away with this? And please, please, please do something about this sooner rather than later. Don't wait until the wheels fall off. Don't wait until you've got yourself a chronic illness that's hard to actually fix. Don't wait until your hormones go and take a holiday. Go and get the help that you need now. It's not as scary as you think the changes that you need to make are actually going to help you to be a better, a more productive, more effective professional person and mum and partner and human in general. Like at first it's going to feel like you have to take a step back in order to move forward. And that's scary. Putting things down is scary. Stopping is scary. Going backwards is scary. But it's actually the thing that needs to happen in order to surge forward again, but in a healthy way this time. And you will be more productive, more successful. You will have a more fun life. You will have a healthier life. But you need to put it down. You need to put some things down now while you heal because you're not going to get away with it forever. You're really not. And please be honest with yourself because we're optimists. Women are optimists. and We just think that we'll just push forward a little bit more and then after this date, when those things are done, then we'll rest. And so, okay, so I've just got this one project to finish at work or this launch to do for my business or this thing that I've got to do and then I'll rest. And what happens the next week? You find the next thing to pile on and you didn't rest. You might have basked in your accomplishment for half a day, had a wine and then got back to work and then, oh, I'll just wait until Christmas is done, then I'll rest. I'll just wait until this thing is over, then I'll rest. But we're not, we're actually not resting. We're just keeping on going. And we're optimists because we think that we can do these one more thing, these one more things, these one more things and not break. We think we can get away with it one more time and not break. And if you're listening to this and nodding your head, I don't want you to break I want you to get the help you need now. It's not as scary as you think. The dietary changes are not as bad as you think. (laughs) It's really not as difficult as you think. And it's a lot easier to sort out if you get onto it early.
0: Mm, There's some truth in there. Beautiful advice. Thank you so much, (laughs) Jules. I've learned so much myself from you today and I have no doubt some of the things you've said have resonated with other people as well listening. So thank you so much for your time. No worries at all. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you're suffering from burnout or want some tips on how to avoid it, join our Facebook group, The Burnout Club Community. If you've gotten something out of today's episode, we'd love your review. Simply click the link in the show notes to share your thoughts. Until next time, go gently.